Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm really excited. This is a special episode. This is going to be such an amazing interview. I have on Emerald Sinclair. She is a love and relationship coach and, in my opinion, a manifestation expert, and she guides women into spiritual conscious relationships. And she has a podcast of her own called Manifest It All. She actually just released a book this Valentine's Day, February 2020, called Destination Soulmate. And today we're really, and and I don't even want to limit it to what we're going to talk about because I know some magic is going to come out, but we're really going to be sharing about how to let go of things that are not serving you, people, men, thoughts, relationships, and really how to create that space for something even better, something even better than your wildest dreams. So without further ado, I want to introduce Emerald and say thank you so much for being here today. Yay. Thank you, Valerie. I'm really excited to be here. I know we're going to have an awesome conversation, even just based on everything we were talking about before we hit record. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. So excited. So let's go ahead and just give a little intro into you, your story, anything you want our listeners to know about you before we dive in. Sure. So based on the topic of this podcast episode, I actually want to start with just the relationship with my ex. Mm. And I guess about five or six years ago was when I met him, when we started dating. And I had already spent a good 10, 15 years in the personal development world, really trying to figure out how to create a healthy, happy relationship because I wasn't having it. And my dad's a hypnotherapist. And so from a younger age, I was actually taught about how your internal world and your mind and your thoughts affects your external reality. And so can you imagine you're like, you're raised growing up thinking or being taught like Emerald, you can create whatever you want. It starts from within. And so I always wanted a certain type of relationship, but it wasn't happening. And so now hindsight's 2020, I can see how beautiful that was to guide my journey into where I am today. And so when I met my ex, it was a very conscious process of doing the work and learning how to love myself and speak my truth and set boundaries and actual practical spiritual woo-woo skills of manifestation to manifest my man. And then I decided I was going to be a love and relationship coach of my own, you know, similar to what you're doing, right? Like we have our journey, we learn these things, then we turn around and teach them to others. At least for women like us, this is what we're called to do. However, that partnership eventually was no longer in alignment. And so my journey of having the courage to let go of something that was now, let's just say 80% of what I wanted to make space for where I'm at today, which is 100% of who I am, like to manifest the spiritually aligned conscious relationship. And so it was a journey and it was terrifying, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And so I'm really inspired 
to share more of that in the hopes that it will inspire other women to stop settling in, in so many different ways to make space for what they truly desire. Mm. This is so good. So good. I actually just brought a quote today that I want to share. And I think it it went, and this is like some iteration of it. It basically said, your stories aren't for you. And the way that I interpreted that is like what we struggle with, what we learn and what we grow through, it's actually not so much for us. It's so that we can turn around and teach other people, shorten the gap, right? I know both you and I, it's like, we want the time that a woman spends single or in the wrong relationship to be way shorter than it ever would have been for us. So I just, I love the journey you went on and what you're, the work you're doing. It's so, so important. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I just like what you said, the 15, about 20 years at this point now, I'm 34, the 20 years I've been doing this work, I now try to condense it down into programs that are six months long for my clients. It's like, you don't have to go through all of the struggles and hurdles that I went through. Hopefully we can help you get there in a shorter amount of time. But it's also not about time though, right, Valerie? I mean, it's the experience. And if you view everything as a lesson, then how could anything truly ever be bad for you? Totally. I couldn't agree more. So I would love if you you know, could share about, you know, what we, we had talked about earlier. And, you know, let me preface by saying that a lot of the women listening on here, you know, have been in relationships that were potentially, you know, abusive, verbally, emotionally, physically, they've settled in the past. There are many women who have spoken with who have been single for, you know, three, five, even more years. They're unsure of if their dream relationship is possible just based on the past and what's in Mm -hmm. front of them. And, also, I know that there is this like this idea of being late, like, oh my gosh, I need to make it work with this person because I'm the last single friend. And so I would just love if you could share more about your personal experience and your your journey in this department. Oh my God. Okay. These are a couple of great things that I want to dig into. So first thing you talked about was dream relationship. How could it even exist based on my past? right? And then being late, running out of time, like I'm 32, need to get married, need to have kids. I'm dating this guy. So it needs to happen with him. So I really want to dig into these two topics. I think it's so important. Okay. The first thing I want to address in regards to like the dream relationship, does it even exist? Because look at my past. My past has showed me time and time again, men are untrustworthy, men are abusive, men are horrible, men will just leave me and hurt me in the end whatever it is. And so this is really where the mindset bit comes in, right? Because if you gauge your future based on your past of what's happened, how could anything new in this world be created, right? It's like progress, technological change, what have you, isn't necessarily based on what happened in the past, right? It's like visionaries, dreamers, they had to imagine something that the world didn't have yet. And so when I think about manifesting or creating your dream relationship, it's going to be possible for the woman that can imagine, can visualize, dream something that hasn't happened for her yet. And so I like to use a really simple example. I don't speak French. Do you speak French? No. 
Right. But if you took a class to learn how to speak French, in theory, you could learn how to speak French, but you didn't grow up learning how to speak French. And so your entire past history up to today tells you it's not possible for Valerie to speak French. Mm. Just like your entire relationship history up to today could tell you all men are liars and cheaters and abusive. But if you, for example, decide to envision a world where Valerie speaks French or Valerie is with an amazing, <laughs> loving, supportive man, right. and then you start to take action towards that, whether it's reading books or listening to podcasts or enrolling in courses or hiring a coach, things can shift for you. But if you tell yourself that your past defines your future, then you will continue to get the same thing that you have always gotten. And it's like Einstein's quote, um, what is it? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting yes. a different result. Mm. Right. And so when I think about women that are in that same pattern over and over and are starting to lose faith, that's just a mindset tool, right? It's like the woman that says I could never lose the extra 10 pounds. I'm like, well, if you keep telling yourself that, then you won't. But if you decide you're going to lose the extra 10 pounds, guess what? You're probably going to start eating differently. You might hire a trainer, get some more exercise, have an accountability workout partner. I mean, most of the work has to happen between your ears. Ooh, I love that. Most of the work has to happen between your ears. It's so good. So uh, here, of course, you know, I'm like, nodding my head. Yes, yes, yes. Like, you know, I'm enrolled. I believe this. I've lived this many times as have you. And my question is, why do you think so many women are afraid? Because I'm sure a lot of women are having ahas right now. They're like, oh yeah, I could totally believe that. So what do you think stops women from putting their energy toward believing that their dream relationship is possible? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, I truly believe, and my partner and I are studying A Course in Miracles right now, and pretty much, I'm going to paraphrase a quote, but it's like, there's love, and then there's everything else that isn't love, right? And so there's fear, and there's love. And so when I really think about what's preventing a woman from creating her dream relationship, I would say it's because of fear. It's the everything that isn't love, because a woman that's centered in love truly understands the nature of herself and the nature of the universe and that anything is possible. Like through love, all things are possible. I don't know if that's in the Bible or a Rumi quote or what have you, but it truly is the truth. And maybe five or 10 years ago, I would have called that woo woo, but it's just what I've seen happen. And so the fear, those limiting beliefs, I would say for a lot of women, it's because they haven't been taught better. They hadn't been taught that they could have more. And when you think about even just the society we've grown up in, it's not necessarily a society based on love. It's a society based on competition. Mm -hmm. It's a society based on lack. It's a society based on do what I say and fall in line as opposed to, hey, why don't you follow your heart? You can have, be, do anything. Those aren't generally the messages we're given growing up. And I would say that the majority of family life is dysfunctional. And so when you are raised in a way that's very supportive and loving and encouraging, you'll think a different way when you're older. And I know that I am the minority in that my parents were extremely loving and supportive. They really didn't put much crap on me, so to speak, and much limitations. And so I just grew up thinking in a different way that if I want it, I can have it. Just go get it. Like work hard figure it out. Um, and so I would say probably the challenge is, is that parents unwillingly 
teach their children to put limitations on themselves. And so, I mean, this isn't going to be a podcast on conscious parenting. Luckily though, like my dad taught me from an early age, how your mind affects your reality. And when you're a child between the ages of about zero and seven, you're very much in a subconscious state. And so based on what you see your parents do and how they speak and interact, your little brain is creating a blueprint of reality. It's, it's literally monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work I'm doing with clients is actually going in and reprogramming the subconscious mind so that they realize you've been holding yourself back because of a program, but you get to create the new program from here on forward. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Yeah. And totally to your point, it's like how many of the beliefs we have and quote unquote limitations or, you know, the dialogue of saying like, oh, that could, that would never work for me. I could never have that. That's for other people, not for me. It's like how many of those beliefs aren't actually ours? And where did we get that from? You know, which parent, where did they get that from? Where'd they get that from? And it's just, we've been handed down these beliefs. So how amazing is it that you can literally interrupt these thoughts. It's not the law. Like you can change, you can change history. You can change your future. And to your point, like what you've experienced in the past is not an indicator of what's available in the future. Exactly. Unless you tell yourself the story that it's not, you know, and I would argue that really the only thing holding back any individuals themselves, because you can find at least one person on the planet who has what you want and has had a worse past, who is less qualified, who's Mm. less smart, whatever it is, like you can have, be, and do anything. And, you know, when we're talking about belief systems, sometimes what I'll have clients do, I'm like, make a list of everything that you know for sure to be true. And then next to that, like, how do you know? Like, where is the actual proof? And when it comes down to it, there aren't really many things in the world that are absolutely certain. Like they truly are all just some versions of a story, some type of belief system. They're a truth for you, but they're not absolute truth for every single human being. Wow. That's so true. I feel like I'm like, we could talk about this all day. There's so many like, (laughs) you know, and that's the thing too. It really takes you, you know, it, it takes courage to challenge these thoughts and we must be willing to look and go, says who, or is this absolutely true in all circumstances? And it's like, when we talk about rewiring limiting beliefs, it all comes down to like, when did I believe this? Like, what did I decide about myself? Yeah. Like, when did I decide this was true for me and really interrupting that and creating a new story? Like, yeah. And, and I think it's just important to ask yourself, like, do I want to believe this? Especially everything I know about the mind and reprogramming the mind and everything I've learned that there really isn't an absolute truth is if you start to really check in and ask yourself, like, do I want to believe this? Yes or no. And if the answer is no, well, then what do I want to believe instead? Mm-hmm. And then that's where the empowerment lies. So if, if I don't want to believe that all men are abusive. What do I want to believe? Well, I want to believe at least one man out there is amazing and loving and sweet and meant for me. Okay, great. 
So then how can you start to take action? And that reinforces what you want to believe because a reminder that your belief systems are nothing more than thoughts you've thought plenty of times over the past and then they became a belief system and because they're a belief system, you act on it and then you act on it and you see it manifest in your reality and it reinforces the belief system. So if we're going to interrupt that, then what do you want to believe? And are you taking action to reinforce that? And then eventually it will become a belief system. It will become this, this, um, it's just like, I don't even know how I want to call it, but it's just like, it's an unnatural, not an unnatural, like a, help me out here. Like when you just do something on autopilot. Unconscious. Unconscious. Yeah. It just becomes your new modus operandi. Mm. So true. So when we think about the concept of creating space and, you know, really allowing ourselves to be in the position of that dream relationship and all the things we want, I would love to just hear more around your personal experience and, you know, where, where you see so many women having the opportunity to create space for that dream relationship, because it, it, it's out there, it exists. It's a lot. And so, I mean, when I think about my early 20s, I was certainly in a phase of like sleeping around or friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't see it. Of course, now hindsight's 2020, but I was blocking myself in a in an energetic way, in a self-worth way. It was like I wasn't energetically telling the world like I am worthy of love. It was like I'm gonna settle for one night stands. I'm gonna settle for at least the comfort of this friends with benefits so that I don't have to be alone or whatever it was. And so that period happened for a while. And for me, I actually like I've hired a love coach. I've enrolled in programs and I remember I I've took different periods of abstinence, like a year off from dating and just worked on myself. And you know, some of the things I had to do was just learn to be comfortable on my own. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of these issues that women face of like staying in relationships that aren't that great or just kind of dating men that are just like mm, someone to yeah. fill the seat across the table or friends with benefits totally. is because they're really not comfortable being on their own mm-hmm. and that's hard for them. And so a big part of my journey was I had to learn how to be comfortable on my own and go out to eat alone and go to a movie alone and stay at home on a Saturday night. And instead of being upset that I was alone, really enjoy myself and my company. And so to the women that are sort of settling, I would say it's time for you to really just be comfortable with who you are. Like that's going to be a big part of making space to attract in that relationship because you can't attract in a beautiful spiritual conscious relationship if you're not fully comfortable with who you are. Yeah. 1000%. So I love that. And I also want to ask you too. So by the way, this may trigger some people listening, which is good um, because when you're triggered, it gets you to think. So I'm all about working on yourself and I'm all about doing both. And so I believe you can, you know, take a brief pause, work on yourself and get out there, you know, get support, take a course, hire a coach, like start consuming content of a a love coach or relationship expert who you trust. Um, And I, I also, you know, I believe that you can be dating at the same time. And so what I've seen a lot of women do is, you know, they've experienced pain, they've experienced, you know, getting excited about a guy and then having him ghost or, you know, being disappointed. Um, And I've, I've seen women, 
you know, say, I'm just going to work on myself. I'm going to take a break. And I've seen them take very long breaks or I've seen them kind of use that time to almost avoid taking action because taking action is very uncomfortable in dating. Like, let's face it, like dating is uncomfortable. Emerald and I aren't here to say like, oh yeah, it's really easy. Like (laughs) it all, it actually, because everything is hypothetical until you're out there taking action and, you know, you're noticing these patterns. You're like, ooh, what's coming up for me that this guy isn't texting me, right? And, you know, it's been three days. Like, what am I believing about myself? And so I believe that taking action is, A, it's going to build your confidence and B, that's how you're really going to like see these patterns come up and be able to interrupt them. So I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think about the working on yourself, taking a break and what you believe is best. Yeah. You know, I really think it depends on the woman and where she's at. And so like, for example, when I think about the women in my group coaching program, and we were just having this conversation in like last week, for some women, like the six months in the group coaching program, it's a really good opportunity for them to work on themselves because they haven't done it before, or it's just like the right time in their life. And then when the group coaching is done, they're going to go out into the world and practice everything they learned. Other women during the group coaching program, like they're actually going to be dating and putting to practice these tools because like you're saying, it's all theoretical until you actually do it. Yeah. And so, you know, there is that fine line between the masculine aspect of doing and then the feminine aspect of receiving. And so we don't want to do if we go on the opposite of the spectrum. We don't want to just go out on a million dates over and over and over and over and over if you don't have space to receive because you know, there's that concept of aligned action, inspired action. And so, you know, I don't really have a black and white answer because it really is situational. But if a woman is taking a break from a place of fear, that's a different scenario than taking a break from a space of, you know what, I just need a break or I just need to focus on me or I'm getting so frustrated with dating. Like that's usually a good opportunity to take a chill pill and relax for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, But if it's, well, I'm scared to put myself out there, I'm scared to be rejected, so I'm just going to take a break, and then 10 years later, she's still on a break, that, you know, that woman needs a little kick in the rear, like, (laughs) come on, girl, like, if you really want to be in a relationship, then what are you doing to be in a healthy relationship? Mm -hmm. 1,000%. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about that because, yeah, and and to your point, it's like, it totally depends on the person, and what I also know is that um, when we are taking a break from dating, because I agree, it's like, it's just like the quote, you know, and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Um, with, you know, and it's like, if we're taking action from that space of fear, like you said, where it's like, and, and my interpretation of that is like, if you're getting out there and you're dating and you're like, oh, if I don't do this, if I don't go on the state, then I'm another year of being single or, you know, oh, if I, you know, what if I don't, if I don't go out tonight with my friends, like I could have met my person, like I need to go out. And I love what you said, Emerald, about just being super conscious of the energy behind mm-hmm. what, what you choose, because you can never miss what's for you in my experience. Exactly. And that's the entire concept of divine timing. And like, well said, like, what is the energy behind it? Is it, I need to go out on this date because I'm not going to meet him if I don't? Or is it, you know what, 
I'm really feeling that I need a night in tonight. Mm -hmm. And if he's meant to be the one, he'll completely understand and we can reschedule for tomorrow night, right? And so this is where the work happens. Do you feel comfortable on your own? Are you confident speaking your truth? Or is it, I need a man, I need a man, I'm running out of time, I'm 32 years old, I need to get married, I need to have kids. Like any action taken from that place of lack and fear is truly not going to benefit you in the mm -hmm. long run versus an action taken from love, from a place of alignment, from a place of inspiration. Mm, that's so good. So when we think about, you know, because there are a lot of women, this was me for a long time, and I'm sure part of your journey too, I was taking action from that place of lack. Like I remember I, there was times where I would schedule like three back-to-back -back dates with guys from dating apps and I was treating it like it was a friggin' sales quota. <laughs> it was like <laughs> okay, prospect one, prospect two, prospect three. So can you tap into like more of what you see, you know, that energy of lack, how that looks and you know, how we can really put, switch that into that aligned energy that you were talking about? Yeah. So the lack energy to me is in alignment with a needy woman. And here's what I mean by that. Cause I'll get a question when women will ask like, what's the difference between a needy woman versus a woman who gets her needs met, right? Like it's a, it's a fine distinction I would say in verbiage. And so for me, when you're coming from that lack energy, it's the Jerry Maguire, you complete me. I need you to fulfill me. I need you to help me feel good about myself. I need a partner in order to feel loved, et cetera, et cetera. Versus if you look at the other end of the equation, if you're coming from a place of I'm already complete, I'm already fulfilled, a partner adds to my life, um, I know what I want, I know what I desire, I know what my needs are, but I can meet them myself. And then of course, in partnership, of course we wanna help meet each other's needs. Like to me, that's a woman going out into the world in a much more aligned place and a much more complete place. And so if you're looking at it from, but I need a man to fulfill me, my life isn't complete right now, there's something missing, that's much more of that lack space versus my life is great and I'm great. And of course a man's going to add to my life, but there's nothing missing by not having him. And so this is now when we're tapping more into law of attraction and manifestation of like attracts like, and to truly attract in this spiritual conscious relationship, you have to be that woman first and mm -hmm. you can't attract in a complete and whole relationship from a place of lack and neediness. Totally. Oh my gosh. So good. I like, I want to like drop the mic right here because that is, yeah, gosh. And it's like, when we have lack, we are focusing on what's not there and we are creating separation. And, mm -hmm. and maybe you can speak on this too. You know, when I see women energetically putting men on a pedestal mm -hmm. because they're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, and, and I think it all comes from feeling not good enough, feeling not worthy enough of it's not going to happen. But I see women really do this. They can show up very confidently in other areas of their life, like career with their friend group, like who they are in the world. And then when it comes to a man, they tend to put him on a pedestal and go into the mindset of who do I get to be for him to choose me? Mm -hmm. So do you believe that that's derived from a lack, a lack mentality? 
You know, I actually really think the majority of this stuff it comes from childhood. And it really depends on how it is, but there is an aspect called conditions of worth in, I don't know if it's like the psychological world or psychotherapy world, but ultimately when our parents said things growing up, like be a good girl and pick up your room or be a good girl and do this, or even just stop crying and I'll give you a treat. Like they're trying to teach you how to be in order to have the worth, but it's based on a condition. So there isn't that, you're worthy just as you are and it's okay to cry. And if you don't want to pick up your room, that's fine. And once again, like I'm not a parent and I wouldn't even know how to begin to teach someone how to be a conscious parent (laughs) because I also believe kids need boundaries and they need to be told no. And so I think it's a, it's a tricky slope. And part of the reason that I've never wanted to have kids is because I've realized that no matter what you do as a parent, a child is still going to grow up with some type of conditions of worth and some type of belief system that I'm not good enough and I'm not lovable. And I'm just like, I don't, like, I don't want to be part of that. Anywho, but uh, like, I, I do think a lot of this comes from childhood and then it's reinforced by a society that puts so much emphasis on things like physical beauty, right? Like there's so many different aspects of health and wellness, but we just put so much emphasis on the money card or the physical beauty card. And so I myself have struggled with it. And that's a big part of the reason I'm a love coach is like, what are the tools that I used to help me? Because once again, like I'm in my thirties. And so I think about Emerald in her twenties, Emerald in her thirties and Emerald in her twenties was very much the, how can I change myself to please him? What can I do to change who I am so that he will like me? And the biggest shift for me happened was when I did all the work and finally decided that I was beautiful and amazing just as I was. And I had to accept that in myself. And then I approached dating in a whole different world of like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. I love who I am. If you love who I am, great. If you don't, that's fine. I'm not going to take it personal. It just wasn't the right fit of what you were looking for. And these were mindset shifts that happened over time to stop taking a man's approval of me as my own validation because once I validated myself and approved myself it didn't matter what the guy thought because I was just able to realize it wasn't about me it was about what he wanted and I wasn't a fit and that's okay so I mean it's kind of a long-winded answer to your question but ultimately I I think we all have these conditions of worth we all have these insecurities we all want to fit in no one wants to be kicked out of the tribe and so we're all going to have this aspect of how can I make them like me and I think this is just part of the journey of growing up if people choose to do the work like we can start to shed some of those societal constructs that are placed on us of like we have to fit in we have to do what everyone else wants as opposed to what do I want And what do I want in partnership? And what do I want in life? And can I actually give myself permission to receive it? And can I actually believe that I'm deserving of it? 1000%. Oh, so much there. And I just, yeah, like it all. And it's so, you know, we, we've heard this, we've all heard this, like, oh, it starts with you, like, love you, love (laughs) yourself first. And like, the more you do this work and really like, dive deep into it, the more you'll understand because what can happen if we're not actively doing the work to love ourselves at such a deep level is that we will attract someone in and we will decide, oh my gosh, they're it. Let me impress him. And like you said, no one wants to be kicked out of a tribe. Like no one wants to think, 
oh my gosh, this guy won't want to date me again. So they almost contort themselves to like, how can I make sure he asks me out again? And we're totally taking the focus of where it gets to be, which is, hey, hold up. Is this person aligned with me? Will this person make me happy? Do they fit my vision? And we go into this serving energy of like, how can I be you know, how can I be who they want me to be? How can I be, you know, how can I secure the second date? That's how I was. And so I would put on a show and it's like, I was calling in men who weren't actually good people who weren't actually fit morally for me. Oh my God. And that's, that's such a good point. Like I remember the moment, like truly once I shifted from how can I impress you and win you to, Actually, I'm interviewing you. If we're talking about a lifelong partner, you better step up to the plate, buddy. Like, what have you got to offer me? And so, like, that was a really big mindset shift. And I, you know, like, like to the women that are listening, like, you have to remember that if you want to be in an aligned partnership, then you need to show your true colors so that the right guy can see you. And if you have, let's just say, a costume on of I'm trying to be her, you're going to attract in the men that would be in alignment with her. And so it's like, once I took off the costume of the other Emerald and I just became who I was, I was attracting in a much different level of men, a higher quality of men. It's like, the, the quote, howl so your tribe can find you. It's like, I had to shine my true light so the right moths could be attracted to my flame. But if I was over here, like pretending to be someone else, you're only going to get relationships with men that are superficial. And ultimately they won't last because eventually your true colors will show. And then he won't like that because he was attracted to someone else, or you'll just get tired of pretending and feel unfulfilled. And so the sooner you can truly come to this point of this is me and I love who I am and you show that to the world, you're allowing the right guy to be attracted to you. But the longer you hide who you really are, the right guy for you will never see you. Wow. That's so good. I love that quote, how so your tribe will find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much easier to just like be who you want. Yeah. I, and you know, I've been that girl. I was in a relationship where I was a freaking actress every day. And, you know, you try to uphold this version of you that you showed on the day, you know, and if your mindset is only how can he, how can I get him to ask me to be his girlfriend or how can I win? Right. Then you're going to do whatever it takes to win and contort yourself. And you have to keep up with that. And like you said, Emerald, it's like, we're talking about a lifelong partner and love isn't, you know, love doesn't come on like the vacations and the cute, like being there. It's like the really vulnerable, raw, ugly moments and the tough conversations. That's when you really can feel someone's love. And yeah, yeah, it's just such a good point. And I, you know, as we're wrapping up, I would love for you to share a little bit more about, you know, what a woman can do, a woman who is currently accepting less than what she deserves. Maybe she's entertaining a guy who's, you know, he reaches out to her, he hits her up, but there's so many areas where she's not fulfilled with what they have, whether maybe she's dating someone and it's heading toward exclusivity or it's super casual and she knows that she wants more. What would you say to this woman? Oh, well, The first thing I would say is simply, you get to decide what you get to have in life. And if you're settling for something that's, let's just say 50% of what you want, 
you're never going to get a hundred percent because there is the concept of physical space and energetic space. And if you bought a new couch and the couch was delivered to your front door and the old couch was still in the living room, where's the new one going to go? And it's the exact same thing with relationships, with energy. If you're putting some time and energy towards a relationship or dating, Mr. Non-Committable, like you are just energetically not allowing yourself the space to have what you want. And so, you know, suggestions, recommendations, depending on the woman and where she's at, she might need to hire a therapist or hire a coach or take a hiatus from dating, which is what I did. It's like the personal development, the self-love, the self-confidence, it isn't a snap your fingers and you're better. Like I don't have a magic solution to offer except you deserve to have everything you desire. And if you don't allow yourself to receive it, there's no one else to blame but you, right? Like it's not the other men in your life. It's you deciding what you're available for, unavailable for. And so for the woman that's settling, I would say it would be time for her to focus on her and some self-love practices and filling her life with activities she really enjoys and supportive friendships. Like maybe she's surrounded by women or family that are bringing her down. Like it's all interrelated and it all happens slowly over time as far as change. And so, you know, to that woman, I would say, what's one thing a day you could do to just focus on you and to make yourself feel better and feel loved and maybe it's buying yourself a book or buying yourself flowers or taking a bubble bath but how you treat yourself will be reflected back based on your friendships and your lovers and your dates your whatever so i would say that it's time for that woman to really start putting some more focus on her and filling up her own love cup because eventually over time she'll realize oh, I'm better than this. I deserve a relationship that's so much more loving and so much more fulfilling. Mm, so beautiful. I felt that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every woman gets to hear that. And yeah, it's like at the end of the day, what matters most is treating yourself with the love that you want to attract. So mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in a man, in a marriage. Like we don't want things in life because of the thing it's because of how we believe it will make us feel so we can give ourselves that feeling now we can manifest those feelings now and speaking of manifest so (laughs) emerald is you know she talks all about manifestation and yes it applies to to love and dating and she also shares about manifesting money manifesting your dream reality So if you want more Emerald, I would hop over to Instagram immediately, follow her on Manifest with Emerald. Do you want to share about your book, Emerald? I think that'd be so valuable. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So this year on Valentine's Day, I released my book, Destination Soulmate, and it's it's been multiple years in progress. Like I actually started the book a couple years ago. I took a a writer's retreat to Guatemala for a summer to write it. Yeah, I know, right? I know. It was a great idea because every single day I got up and wrote, but then I still was traveling the country and seeing amazing things. And I was just in a really inspired state. I wasn't working with clients. Like I just took a pause from the biz and focused on the book. And then when I came back to the US, as of course life would have it, biz really started picking up, got real busy. All of a sudden it's two years later. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this book? (laughs) So I finally decided to self-publish on Valentine's day. And 
ultimately it's, um, I have an eight week course called Attract the One and I condensed it or morphed it into a book because I wanted to be able to reach more women around the world. And then of course at a more affordable price point, right? Like 20 bucks, buy a book, read it on Kindle. And so the entire premise of Destination Soulmate is an eight week journey and yes, it's on manifesting love, but my, bo- my brother read the book and he applied the same principles on manifesting his next career. My yeah. aunt, same thing, like she was reading it, but just focusing on like self-love and career. And so I love the fact that, of course, even though the book is geared towards heterosexual single women to manifest love, all of the exercises in the book are all meant to help you get clear on what you want and to break down those mental constructs and barriers that are in your way. And then to give you the practical and spiritual tools to consciously manifest and create the life of your dreams. And so it's an eight week journey. There's a lesson a day. It's meant to be really easy bite-sized pieces of it's going to take you five minutes a day for um, eight weeks in order to manifest love. But once again, you can substitute anything else in there. I love that. I love that. And you also have your own podcast as well, Manifest It All. So yes, find more Emerald. And Emerald, I want to thank you for taking the time today to connect with all the mindful babes on here, share your heart, share your experience, you know, share your energy. It's been such a gift to have you on the podcast. And I look forward to, you know, staying super connected with you, cheering each other on and Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to bring you also on my podcast and we can just continue to share so much love and inspiration with the world because I think especially women based on how we've grown up in the world, especially women need to hear that they can have more and they can ask for more. And it's not just about the guy and the relationship and the family, but it's, it's following your unique stirrings in your heart and and going after it. Yeah. It's safe to have more. It's safe to ask for more. Amen, sister. (laughs) Love it so much. Thank you so much, Emerald. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.